I'm Brinkley. And I'm Whitney. And this is the Blooming 30s podcast. We are two best friends living long distance that have found connection through marriage, motherhood, and growing in our 20s. Join us in our conversations as we bloom in our 30s. Hi, guys, and welcome back to a new episode of the Blooming 30s podcast. Today, we're excited because we're going to be talking about a fun topic. So we'll get into it, but for a little sneak peek, it's we're going to kind of dive into household responsibilities and yeah. kind of go into the way we do things in our homes. So but before we start, as always, we're super excited to share our blooms and our wilts with you guys. So Whitney, take it away. Do you want to share yours first? Yes. Um, this was such a good week. If you are local to Utah, we have had some 50 degree days, which is huge. So I have been out working in the yard a lot. And anytime I get to do that, like I just feel like I come back to life literally. Yes. So that's been so nice. And it's actually funny. One of my kids has had just a really hard little bit lately and like it's really not like her to have a really hard little bit and we've been struggling with each other and it's funny she was outside with me doing yard work and I got thinking like girl probably has some seasonal depression (laughs) oh like I didn't even think about that like she like I could see just like her come to life and like her thriving outside with me and like I was picturing like, that's exactly what's happening to me right now. Like I have been struggling. I didn't even realize until like here I am outside of like being able to work on the yard and like just how much it really does like bring me back to life. Like I wonder if she is kind of feeling the same thing. So that was kind of interesting. Kids totally do. It's so sad. So hard. And even like, I mean, we try as hard as we can to still get outside in the winter, but it's just not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. And then my wilt for the week. So I previously shared that we got our first chicken eggs. Um, and we've pre and since then we've gotten duck eggs too. So that's been really exciting. We're getting like four a day. But in the mean like until we've gotten there, we were getting like one every few days. So like the egg was a big deal. And we had been collecting them in my kitchen until like we had enough to like cook for all of us to have obviously and Theron my son he is one and a half so just at a really busy age I was going to the bathroom not even number two I was only going number one so like I wasn't even in there for that long but toddlers toddlers work fast um while I was in there he scooted over one of our dining chairs over because I have them on floating shelves in our kitchen like they're pretty high and he scooted over a dining chair went over to the cabinet climbed onto the countertop got up into the basket that I had all the eggs in and just went to town he chucked them everywhere and not even just chucked them like he chucked them and they were all over my floor he like squished some I had like a decorative basket on my counter he squished it in that ruined that like squished it on my floating shelf like I don't even know how physically he did that that fast but he did and I walked out and was so sad and I definitely got way more mad than I should have because he's a toddler like he just thought it was fun obviously like he wasn't doing it to be malicious or anything like that but definitely got mad so that sucked and it was definitely a situation I thought back like I should have 
handled that different, but it sucked. I was so sad. We had worked hard. We'd been collecting them. It had been like two or three weeks worth of eggs. That was a lot gone in a matter of literally like seconds. That is (laughs) gut-wrenching. Yeah. And now he, now that he knows that they can crack, like it's his sole purpose in the morning to find the (laughs) eggs. So if you guys know of any like locking egg container, (laughs) let me know. The fact that he knew to throw them and like make a mess. Oh my gosh. I feel like it could have gone one or two ways. He could have like accidentally thrown one and broke it and been like, oh my gosh, crap. Like, I didn't know it could do that. Like, I'm going to stop. But it went the complete opposite. And he probably did one on an accident and was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I'm going to do the rest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Typical little toddler boy. (laughs) Yes. Like, what else can I destroy? So that sucked. And a situation if I if I was presented it again, like I would react differently because I was really mad. And it wasn't his fault. Honestly, that is such a hard part of motherhood because you go through situations like that and you realize in the grand scheme of things, like this little person matters so much more than what happened. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you just can't help it. So hard. We're human too. So hard. That's so hard. Oh, man, you'll get him back and then it'll it'll be a funny story someday. <laughs> I know. One day we'll be like, remember when? Okay, well, it's kind of funny because my bloom and wilt go very hand in hand with your bloom and your wilt. So mm. my bloom is – so we've been working a lot outside too. We've been working a lot on our garden and we're kind of at a standstill with the garden. So I was moving more into doing – I've wanted to do an herb garden for so many years and so I'm so excited I feel like I'm now experiencing like, oh my gosh, what if they don't grow? Like, what if I do a bad job? <laughs> Trying to do everything I can to learn how to herb garden because it's very new territory. We debated building a raised planter for herbs or just buying one. And I actually found a pretty cute one just on Amazon, surprisingly. So that came while I was gone this weekend and Cam built it. And it's so cute. And what's nice is it has wheels. I can't imagine that I'm going to do this just because we really don't have the space. But if I wanted to like year round have fresh herbs, I Mm. could wheel it inside and have it inside. That's smart. I don't know if I will do that just because there's really no space to put it. So we built that. It's really nice because it has like a liner built in. It has a shelf. So I got, you know, all the little tools and gloves. I've got my seeds. We're planting 15 different herbs. So I've got the seeds and we've got labels and I'm really excited to start. So now we're just waiting for the right time to start planting and it's going to be so fun. So stay tuned. The hardest part is waiting. It's waiting. The time that like you're ready to the time that you can actually put stuff in the ground is like agonizing. So hard. Well, and I honestly even debated just buying a plant already and just transferring but I really want to start from seeds and see how I do. So full, full story. Yeah. The next thing I need to learn is I really want my herbs to be like stadium seeding. So I want to research which ones grow the tallest and plant those in the back mm-hmm. and like which ones grow the shortest and do those more towards the front because I really would love for it to look really beautiful too. So fingers crossed so we can totally. do it. Yay. It's exciting. a big undertaking. Yeah. Okay, and then my wilt, similar thing, kids destroying. It's just part of life. But my kids started spring break Thursday. So like Thursday and Friday, they had off of school. And, you know, like 
it's like moms need the break too. Like kids need the break from school, but I think parents like to have that break. I just felt so excited. All these plans to like have fun with the kids. And the first day went great. And then I wake up the second day in the morning and um, I got like a new lamp for our living room. It's like a side table lamp and it was completely shattered, which it sounds so trivial and so stupid, but I was devastated. Luckily, it happened before my husband left for work. So like, I think if it happened and then I also found it, had to clean it, all of that, mm-hmm. like I probably would have been like really mad. But it was cleaned up when I got, came downstairs and it was totally innocent. Like Paxton was moving the side table um, to move a piece of our couch because something fell behind the couch. Mm-hmm. And when he moved the table, the lamp fell off and shattered. Dang. So, Definitely a sour way to wake up. That was so sad. And now I just need to go to a thrift store and find a replacement because lamps are really sadly very pricey and stupid expensive. Yeah, we're we're just not doing that again. I literally think I bought that within the last like month or so. So yeah, you know. Okay, well, we are going to jump into tonight's episode. She briefly mentioned we are going to talk about kind of just household responsibilities and like what that looks like in our houses and seasons that we've been through, how we do things. I want to preface it by saying everyone does life the way they need to do it. Every house operates the way it does. Every relationship operates the way it needs to. And so maybe what works for us isn't going to work for you. I know even between Whitney and I, we do things very differently. I'm actually excited We'll obviously post an Instagram post today for this episode airing. And so we want to hear from you too. I would love to hear what you guys do, what works for you, and even like what you would change. Because I think a big part of this is not only seasons of life and maybe responsibilities constantly shifting. They for sure have in our home. But also being aware of your needs when it comes to household responsibilities and being able to properly communicate with your spouse. Hey, like I'm really not doing so hot here. Maybe this isn't a strength of mine or I really need a load off my plate. Like, is there anything that you would love to like, you know, tack on or just kind of that open and honest communication and just finding like the best balance so that your home operates in the best way for your family. Totally. I think honestly, majority of this topic comes down to communication and like being aware and speaking up for ourselves with us both being the wives and the mothers. I feel like naturally more falls on our plates for household responsibilities. And so it's kind of up to us to be the one to speak up and communicate where we feel like things aren't working, where we want to switch it up. Like anything like that. It's it's us up to us to communicate. And I also feel like if you're feeling, I need more help in this area, nine times out of 10, you just vocalize that. He's willing to do it. I would like to start kind of from the get-go and I'm going to try to summarize it as much as I can. We've experienced, I feel like, so many different life transitions since Cameron and I have been married. So with that, like just naturally our house shifted and like the balance of things just had to change up a little bit. One thing that I will say I've always been really, really grateful for is complete credit to Cam that he is very, very good at recognizing and taking initiative. It's not to say he's 100% perfect. There's, 
I kind of tease. You kind of have to train your husband. You kind of have to teach him like what you need, what you don't like in so many areas. But also I can't say like, (laughs) oh, I taught him everything he knows. Like, no, he really has been a great, great partner. And Cam and I have a really good balance of sharing certain things um, when it comes to our house functioning. So We've always, in general, had shared responsibilities. We don't really operate in a tip like stereotypical. The man provides, the woman stays home and does all the cooking and all the cleaning. We we have a pretty good balance of all of it from the get go. Like I knew Cam loves to be in the kitchen. He loves to cook. So for a lot of our marriage, he is the one that is in the kitchen the most, which is really really nice. And it's not something I ever pictured. I needed necessarily or even like was looking for, but it's just been kind of one of those things that I've learned about him and it's been really beneficial. When we first were married, Cameron was in college and um, so he was in full-time school and then working part-time and I was working full-time as a dental assistant. I was able to provide for all of our needs for the time being and that was really fulfilling for me. So naturally we were both really, really busy and had so much going on. When we were newlyweds, we were able to purchase a home, which was um, a really good experience for the both of us. And and again, we kind of learned the balance that we both needed from each other. We would have never been able to do that had it not been because we were really young. We were 19 and 22. And he actually like had credit when we got married, which was nice. I had that. And yeah, (laughs) I'm like, literally most people do, right? We luckily both didn't come into it with debt. But I like literally didn't understand the concept of saving money. Cameron had built up quite the savings account and his credit score and my paychecks was able to qualify us for a home. And so kind of even right out of the gate, we learned a lot about the need for both of us and not that traditional, he provides, he does all this, he, you know, and I don't. Um, And I liked that because I feel like we gained respect for each other pretty quickly. Totally. I think we are as a society stepping away a little bit more from the like black and white responsibilities, black and white roles or anything like that. Like, I mean, I don't know how it was way back when, but I feel like most women had no idea about money, bank account, anything like that. Like they were just yes there blindly. And I feel like it's more rare these days that that's the case. I feel like there is more like team player yes. mentality with all of that, which I think is super healthy. So I'm glad. Go society. I do too. I think when it comes to like typical household responsibilities and you and I have talked about it a lot, like, you know, I'll be making a pie for Thanksgiving and I don't just have my girls helping me. Paxton's in the kitchen with me too. And like he's growing up seeing his dad in the kitchen a lot. And I just think it's so beautiful. We're seeing so many families stay at home dads. Mm -hmm. The wife is has the career. It's really cool to be seeing all of that. We first noticed our first shift. Life changed when I uh, the birth of our first daughter. I stopped working full time and we decided that I was going to be a stay at home mom. And Cameron was still in college. He had one more semester left. Um, when she was born. So just life fluctuating and suddenly household responsibilities fluctuated too. He not only was trying to finish and graduate, but he started working two jobs so that I mm-hmm. could stay home. And I still to this day like don't know how we did that, but we made it work. And I'm so grateful that he 
has always been so willing to like do whatever it takes basically to help out with that. Um, so the cooking and all of that like fell more onto my shoulders and we kind of switched it up a little bit, which was totally fine. I really like found a lot of joy kind of developing. Do you feel like that just happened naturally or do you feel like there was like conversations had that you were like, Hey, Mm. because X, Y, and Z, or I don't even know if you remember, but I feel like was that transition smooth? Did you hold like resentment now or because I feel like that time of our marriage, like that is when I feel like I was not comfortable really communicating things. And that's Mm. when I really should have first baby, you know, like that's a huge life transition. And I feel like it ultimately led to like more burnout from me that than what was necessary. Like hindsight, I wish I would have spoken up. But at the time, I don't know if it was like I didn't know how to say something or if almost it was like a pride thing. And I was like, no, I can do it all. I'm going to do it all and rock at it. But then like slowly I'm killing myself. For sure. Oh, I'm so glad you asked this because now that you bring it up, I I don't remember there being any of that when it came to like cooking or cleaning or anything like that. Because even though he did do like majority of our cooking and stuff like that, I still, I took a lot of pride in being a homemaker and I was so excited. I had looked forward to that time in my life for so long. Um, And it's not like I never cooked before. So definitely not in that area, but I would say with money for sure, because Mm. I suddenly had like these insecurities with not providing anymore. And like for the first, not for the first time, I always was wanting to provide. I was like embarrassed to ever like ask my mom for money in high school to go do an activity. Or if I went out with my friends, like I loved like paying for their meal or whatever it was. Like I, I took a lot of pride in that. And the first time I felt that with Cam was on our honeymoon. I had zero money. I think I spent literally the last of my paycheck on getting my nails done for my wedding. And so mm-hmm. I went on our honeymoon and Cam obviously paid for everything. And it was the first time that I just felt so odd, like not mm. being the provider essentially. And I remember we went to an outlet mall. He wanted to go to like the Levi's jeans outlet and he wanted to get me a pair of jeans. And I was so like, no, you don't have to. Like, we're married. (laughs) We knew, like, this is how life was going to be. And I had a hard time. So definitely when I stopped working and started staying at home, I think the freedom to spend as I wanted definitely shifted in my head. Nothing he ever said made me feel that way. But I definitely you internally. Totally. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I do remember Parley was a really horrible sleeper. And... I also had pretty severe attachment issues with her. I ha- I I didn't know at the time, but I had a lot of anxiety being away from her. And so she literally slept right next to me the first 10 months of her life. Um I struggled to ever put her to sleep in her room. She was across we had like a split like one story home, so I remember thinking like if I put her to bed in there if an intruder comes in, like for me to go and save her, I have to cross like all of the entry spots. Into Gotta love home. those postpartum <laughs> intrusive thoughts. Intrusive thoughts. But yeah. like in, in the moment, like you don't realize that that's what they are. But yeah. And yeah. I definitely didn't. I mean, it's crazy to think. I mean, that was 2014. So I mean, not forever ago, but it was a different time than it is yeah. now. That awareness mental, like, of mental health wasn't talked about. 
as much as it, it wasn't. is now, yeah. especially for moms. So I definitely had a really hard time with balancing all of my responsibilities because I was so, so sleep deprived. And so was Cameron. I mean, he was busting his butt trying to graduate, working two jobs. And he, I remember he wasn't getting a whole lot of sleep during the week, but he would take over weekend nights so that I could get two nights of full sleep, which was really, really helpful. He would bottle feed her and and that that was really nice to have that help with all of that. And so going back, like, was there like a conversation that was like, hey, like, this is too much for me. Can you help me out on Probably. the weekends? Or, yeah. yeah. And that, and I would like, imagine there was. Because it's funny, well. like, a lot of our responsibilities, naturally, like, one topic I could say, laundry. We've never come to, like, an agreement of how we do laundry in our home. But we've both vocalized, I don't mind doing that. Or, yeah, oh, I can't, like, that drives me crazy. So naturally, we've just kind of, gone into cam is so good at recognizing oh i need to throw that basket in the washing machine he remembers to switch loads over and i do all of the folding and putting away and yeah that so just it's like almost just us. naturally happened instead yeah. of like some things yeah. don't need a whole conversation but maybe something like hey can you get up with the baby on the weekends is yes. something that like you recognize in yourself i'm running downhill if I'm going to do this all by myself I need to vocalize and ask for his help on the weekends yes I think there's a balance of both I think you just naturally grow into something together as a couple or you have to learn to communicate those needs yeah I remember when it came time to potty train our third child I had potty trained our first two and I realized how like it had such an effect on my mental health. And it was like, it was an easy conversation because Cameron was like, I'll do it. That doesn't like sit well with you. That's so hard. I'll do it. So we chose like a three day weekend where he had Monday off for a holiday and we potty trained Henley at that time. So do you have, would you possibly have any advice for say someone like recognizes that they need help and like they bring it up to their spouse and their spouse kind of maybe doesn't understand like where they're coming from Mm. or like isn't super willing to help or maybe you're arguing about something over and over again like hey I feel like I have communicated this to you and it's Mm -hmm. not being received or like you're still not doing it like can you think of any examples that like it's been like something you've kind of had to bring up over and over to him before it finally like clicked or like you brought it up in a different way yeah I think if you have a partner that's flat out unwilling to help you in certain areas figure that out (laughs) yeah maybe really suggest no I agree I feel like at least with my marriage, any time that I've felt like super frustrated with him or like felt like he wasn't supporting me where I needed him to or anything like that. Like it was genuinely like misreading or like mm-hmm. he just had no idea I was hiding it really well or anything like that. Anytime that like I've actually like sat him down or like had like a serious conversation, not like flippant jokes like, oh, why don't yes. you do the laundry or why don't you do the dishes? Like, you know, kind of joking, but you're kind of serious at the same time. But like if I actually be like, hey, like, I'm really struggling in this and like it would be it would mean a lot like if you can pick up in these spots or if you could do X, Y and Z so that I can do X, Y and Z. That would really, really help me. And like not once have I ever done that and then like still had issues. So I feel like that is proof that like 
sometimes those conversations are really hard to have. But like I said, sometimes they just don't know. Like men, like sometimes they just don't know. They just don't know. And it really is about how you present it, you know, like, yeah, especially let's say it is in the parenting department or you're trying to learn what roles and responsibilities you each can do in the home for it to thrive in its best way. Like it can be very frustrating and you can be in a situation where you're just both stressed out. Like you both have your own responsibilities and life is hard. And so a lot of times we can get snippy. I remember, for example, one story where Cam was buckling one of the babies into their infant car seat and I got snippy with him and I was like, you're going so slow. Like, why Why is this take? Like, this is not rocket science. It's a flipping car seat. And I felt horrible about it because I remember he turned and he looked at me and he goes, you do this all day. I'm not going to be as fast as you because I don't buckle as often as you do yeah. or change a diaper as often as you do. Replay that situation. Would you rather him have just been sitting in his chair, like exactly. letting you buckle or like, would you rather him helping you, but slow? Exactly. And, that and it's easy really, to see that later, but like in the it moment, is. it's hard. It is. That was a situation I can for sure say I remember happening because I felt horrible because I was like, girl, you have a husband that volunteers to do yeah. things and wants Still doesn't to make be, it not hard. Yeah. And so I really had, I loved the way that he explained it to me. I think if he would have had a different response, that could have been an argument. Oh, totally. I think it was who really knows how long. like mature of him to be able to respond in a way that like told you why he's slow instead of like, well, you just freaking do it then. Like I'd probably yes. be snippy back. And like those banters like aren't going to get anywhere. Like why don't you do the dishes or like, I did them yesterday. Like those aren't going to get anywhere. But like if you can have a conversation about it, not when it needs to get done, I think is crucial. Like not when you're like actively fighting over a situation. It's like, oh, you got four buckets of laundry on the bed. Like now's a good time Mm -hmm. to talk about like how we should do this. No, like let's Mm -hmm. talk about it when it's not actively needing to get done. And I think that takes a lot of the like heatedness out of when it does like when we can get so frustrated well and I think bottom line like it all comes down to respect it's the way that you communicate it I think it's not what you're saying it's always how you say it we hear that all the time and I think it does take some just experiences to kind of even figure out because I don't think as a newlywed I would have been able to come in and be like okay this is like X, Y, and Z, what I'm going to do and X, Y, and Z, what you're going to do. Like it just comes with like experiences and being like, you know what? Like I found that this stuff is really hard for me. Like it's so easy to get in the mentality of like, I have it harder right now. I need help because Mm -hmm. I have it harder. And like when you can remind yourself that like your spouse may be just as burnt out, tired, exhausted, stressed out as you are. And like, where can you help each other to make yeah. both of your lives easier. That's like when I think the magic happens. It's true. I actually wrote that down. I said like consciously being aware of the sacrifices each person is making because especially as moms and as the women, we can feel like so much of it falls on our shoulders. And really, if you really think about it, a lot of it really does. I mean, you think about all the behind the scenes work that goes into things Just for example, like shifting through your kids' closets and maybe weeding out what they've grown out of or what's not, it's not that season anymore. 
And then having to make a list of like, oh, they need, you know, some more jeans or they need a new pair of shoes or whatever it is. Those things add up on our shoulders as the mom. But to keep that perspective of he has sacrifices and stressors that I'm not fully aware of. Yeah. There's something on his mental load that I don't have on my mental load. So like to not get into the game of like who has it worse or who's doing more, like really that's not going to get you anywhere. It's not like a healthy mindset to have versus if you like shift your mindset to like, okay, we we both may have a lot on our plates. Like what can I take off of his that like will help him and what can he take off of mine that will help me? And like, it's more just like what's benefiting both parties instead of, I need him to do whatever is going to benefit me. And it's really yeah. easy to get in that in that mentality because moms do a lot. We're freaking superpower. Yeah. So I know. moms do a lot, but also partners do a lot too. And whoever, mm-hmm. like they have their own mental load. And they do. I think competitiveness in marriage can be a really quick downward spiral if you let it get there. I know a lot of people have vocalized well, you know, I'm just a stay-at-home mom and I don't get to talk to anyone all day and he gets to leave and he gets to socialize with his coworkers. There's just so much more behind the scenes, you know, that we're just not aware of. And we all have our own separate sacrifices, but we have our own separate perks as well. I Um, think the people that probably like see that the most are stay-at-home moms that have once been working moms. Like they've seen both situations and like, I don't think I would never sit here and say like, oh, being a stay at home mom is easier or being a working mom is easier. Like, so why is a working mom any easier than a working dad? Like, or any harder than a working dad? You know, like, yeah, I just think, yeah, the competition is just not a healthy mindset to have. You get into the trap of like, I'm loving him more. He's loving me more. Like, none of that's healthy. Like, if you just focus on like, really like what's going to benefit him. Like I heard a marriage advice like when we first got married and they said marriage isn't 50-50, it's 100-100. Like you need to be giving 100 and your partner needs to be giving 100. It's not healthy to just give your spouse 50% of you. Like you need to be giving them Mm -hmm. 100% to make a healthy marriage and they need to be giving you 100%. Like yeah, there's no 50-50. Well, and I think the beautiful thing about that too is like we are all going to have days that we're not 100%. Focalizing, communicating, recognizing all of the things that we need to do to kind of keep ourselves in check, they're able to pick you up where you might fall. There's been definitely plenty of days where I am so burnt out and the dishes piled up in the sink. And there's not been a single time where I've had to sit there and be like, can you please just help me? Like there's dishes in the sink. Why can't you see that? I'm so grateful that he'll come home and he'll roll up his sleeves and he he'll sees help it. me out. He sees it and he does it. One example that happened recently was um, we've been dealing with our four-year-old going to the ENT. She's getting her tonsils out this week. And there's been so many like behind the scenes appointments and phone calls and insurance and just all of this stuff to handle. And I've handled all of that. It was so sweet of Cam. Then we were kind of transitioning into we have our bunnies and we needed to get them into the vet and get their spay and neuter surgeries all scheduled up and stuff. And he literally came to me and he said, I want to pitch in. You just dealt with like this whole process. And I know that that was draining and I know that was frustrating. It's my turn. I want to do something. Mm. And oh my gosh, it's like he did that. And now I'm like, I was going to say, if you, if being competitive is in your nature, then you're competitive in a positive way. I'm going to do something for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a motivator, right? It's like, oh, that was so nice of you. Like, I'm so grateful that you did that for me. 
I'm going to look into things like that. You know, there's always going to be situations like that where you did the most for your spouse or they did the most for you. Take that as your competition and be like, oh my gosh, they just made me feel so happy and loved. I want to show it back. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I love that. So I want to know, because I feel like you have a really unique perspective on all of this with you and Michael both working from home. Mm -hmm. And really, your job roles interlink in so many different ways, not only in raising your family and raising your home, but also with work responsibilities. So maybe you can shed some light on how you guys have found the balance. Do you have specific things that are just, just Michael's and just yours? Or do mm. they all mix together? I feel like we're vi- – yeah, I feel like we're pretty unique in the fact that, like, we both equally work and we both equally are home. So mm-hmm. there's really not the – and we have had times in our lives where it's, like, he's going to work and I'm home all the time. So, like, we've experienced that. But for right now, there's not the whole, like, well, I should be doing more around the house because I'm here more around the house. Like, There's none of that like excuse or cop out or feelings or anything like that. So we really do like split it. And that did not come naturally that because I think we did come from me working at home more like me being in charge of the house and him going to work. We came from that structure where like instinctively he didn't do things around the house that typically I would be doing because he was at work. And so it was gradual, but it got to a point where like, I had to realize like, you're here just as much as I am. Like at this point, like there's no reason like I should be doing more than you around the house because you're here just as much as I am. So Mm -hmm. like it didn't happen overnight, but like there wasn't ever conversation sitting down, but there was definitely times that's like, okay, like, you do it. Like (laughs) you're here too. Do you feel like, I feel like the biggest thing I hear about with like stressors, I actually read a stat that said 30% of divorced couples say it was from like troubles, splitting responsibilities like that, that was, Mm. and I'm like that, that's a lot, but I believe it because it can be like a really like hard thing to navigate. If you're both getting heads, but I feel like one of those situations that is like harder, the most prevalent, I feel like most people struggle with this and it is like a a journey to discover like a healthy mindset is bringing a new baby in and like, oh, navigating like who's like who helps with the baby because obviously like it is mostly mom, but navigating yeah, how how the husband can help. And I think I I really feel for the dads because they probably like honestly feel kind of helpless. But mm-hmm. and like they probably want to, at least from Michael's perspective, like he wants to help, but like almost doesn't know how or feels like I do it better. So like I might as well just do it. I feel like for our experience, it was that way with all of our kids up until our last. We have four. So all up until the fourth. Um, but again, he wasn't really here. So there wasn't a ton mm-hmm. of opportunities for him to really like learn how I do it and see how I do it and be with the baby and like learn the baby's cues and stuff like that. So really, he wasn't like there to help. And so I didn't realize that in this in the situation, I'm I'm mad, like I'm yes. resentful about it. But then like once we had Theron and he was home more and like he could like actually like learn the baby's cues and like learn how to do things and he was just more involved like 
uh, he was so willing to help. So I don't even think it was an unwillingness to help the other times. It was yeah. truly just like not knowing what to do. Oh, for sure. I think a lot of the times it's like, well, what is the nighttime routine, the bedtime routine, like if they're working super late or yeah. how how do you go about doing this? And I think as moms, like we just get it down pat. It's just second nature. It's just easier to do it instead of like explaining sometimes. And like, oh yeah, really that's doing him a disservice and in me and in the long run, me a disservice because I don't take the time to like actually just show him how to do it. I just am like, oh, I know, like let me do it. And so then totally. it's just like forever he doesn't feel super prepared or like super in the know on how to handle things. And like he he helped as much as he could. I don't want to I don't want to make him sound like he was just not even helpful. No, he's a for very hands on dad. <laughs> very hands on. And like when we sleep trained Milan, I say that like in quotations, really, she just was an awful sleeper. And it got to the point that I was like, dude, your turn. And like, I yeah. think most I hear a lot like, oh, well, my husband works. So like he shouldn't have to do overnight. You work too. Like yeah. waking up and having to take care of kids. Like I need sleep just as much as he does to go to work. Like maybe yeah. if, maybe a little bit more because toddlers are very exhausting. So like mm-hmm. that was a really and I think that was I think that's new. I don't know if a lot of dads helped overnight back when we were little babies. Maybe they did. Mm. Maybe there was rock stars. But like my mm-hmm. general consensus of that time is like dads didn't do any of that. So I think. Oh, that, I mean, like, how many stories do we hear where they're like, I never changed a diaper. And literally it's like, what? Like you have how many kids and you never changed a diaper? Like that's concerning. Yeah. Like, is your wife okay? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think it was kind of not unexpected for him to help with overnight and sleeping and stuff like that. But it was, I think, something that required like a, hey, like, do you want to go and do that like yeah yeah like kind of like a little please help nudge I'm glad you brought that up because I think knowing and being aware of when you need to tap out is so good Mm, super crucial for your partner to recognize like oh she's tapped out they're done it's my turn yeah yeah you gotta do that you know the whole you're working to one million percent and I think you can recognize in your marriage when that's going to work and when it's not going to work. And I would say like with our kids, we've had very unique feeding experiences with each baby. And so we've experienced a lot of different like examples of helping out overnight. With Paxton, he was so addicted to breastfeeding, would not take a bottle, wouldn't take a pacifier, nothing. When it came to daytime helping and nighttime helping, there was literally nothing Cameron could do. Yeah. I was the only one that could calm Paxton down because I was his pacifier. I was also his only food, you know, supply. Yeah. And so, yeah, the nighttime was me versus with each of our girls, we've experienced them being half breastfeeding, half formula feeding. And so there's been a lot more opportunity for Cam to help out with the nighttime stuff. I didn't and, even think about that. Now that you mentioned that, my first three yeah. kids were all exclusively breastfed. I didn't even do a bottle. So yeah. not by choice. And so obviously, like, I think that also played into Michael not knowing, like, how to help because they're really like, yes. yeah, just kind of like not a whole lot he can do. So then with yeah. Theron, we did a bottle and formula. And guys, we'll do a whole episode on breastfeeding and formula, but I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of supplementing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. It just like made things so much more sustainable. 
And I didn't even realize that about breastfeeding until I had done something different that I was like, oh my gosh, like just a whole new world. Well, it's almost like you have this mindset of it's just easy. I'll just do it. I'll just feed them. Yeah. In essence, it is easier to breastfeed than to go prepare a bottle. Yeah. It just is. But it's not easier to never get a break. Have a break. And never let somebody else deal with the screaming baby. Like anytime the baby is upset, like it is now on you. And that can take its toll. Like after 14 months, like that kind of does a number on you. So. Oh, it for sure does. That's a, we definitely will do a whole topic on our feeding journeys because like you said, we have like very, very. We have a wide range of experience with it, which I think is so interesting about motherhood. Parenting in general is no one's an expert. Like I don't care if you have 16 children, you don't know what you're doing with the 17th one because (laughs) they come with their own slew of things. And I think that's, it just goes hand in hand with what we're saying about like stages of life you know, going through ebbs and flows because you bring in a new baby, your marriage changes, your house dynamic changes. I also feel like a big part of it too is having children that helps in household responsibilities. Mm, And I feel like when I had my third baby, and I feel like you can attest to this too, our kids are the same exact ages. We had three babies. Like, oh, totally. There was not a child that could, like, make a bowl of oatmeal or pour their own cup of milk. Like, I was still very much so physically having to do absolutely everything mm-hmm. for three kids by myself. And so, having my fourth baby and having my first two kids being a little bit older, it's like they're unloading the dishwasher, they're vacuuming the living room, yeah. they're putting their laundry away. So many things that really, really changes the dynamic as well, which is so totally fun. Well, and I think even with our kids, the same like principles apply to them as they do, like, like we mentioned before with our spouses, like be respectful in like how you're communicating. You want things done and like, don't bring up things like when they need to get done. Don't have conversations or plan out like who's going to do what, like when it needs to get done, like, like be open to change and like communicate your needs. I feel like the most successful times I have with my kids helping out is like when I'm the most like descriptive or I'm like really upfront with them. Like, Hey, I'm tapping out. Like I'm struggling with the mess. Let's all help mommy. You know, like just same things I would do with my spouse, like really communicate the need and like why that that there's a need and like be respectful with it. Don't like nag them or get annoying or tell them they're doing it wrong. It's the same spouse, like the same principles that we would use with our spouse, like and for the best results. I would love to do an episode on like how we've Mm -hmm. structured like chores and getting our kids to help around. Um, I read a book called How to Raise an Adult and that like shifted my whole whole perspective on like making sure my kids help around the house. Um, oh, yeah. So that would be a really interesting topic to dive in on. Um, this is something that I thought was I was looking up like how other people do. And this was like a tip that a therapist shared for couples struggling with this was to share like your personal level of acceptable. And I thought that was really interesting because my level of acceptable is much lower or higher. I want it way cleaner than I think he does. So like to both discuss like, okay, if I see a toilet, like, okay, I'm going to leave a toilet for, I don't know, a week before that's just like, I cannot handle looking at that toilet anymore. Like it has to be cleaned versus his. 
could be three weeks. And so like to recognize like where your level of acceptance is and where we're both home and we're both looking at that toilet, I'm going to notice it way before he does because my level of acceptance is way lower. So yes, to bring that to his attention and say like, okay, my level of acceptance for the laundry is two baskets. Like once it gets to two baskets, like I'm going to lose my crap if it just sits there. Or my level of acceptance for the dishes is five hours. It can sit in there for five hours. And after that, like I'm going to start getting really bothered by it. My level of acceptance for the toys is this, you know, like really just Mm -hmm. going through each section of the house and talking about like what where's my level where's your level and like where can we meet in the middle and like now you're aware of like where or when it's going to start bothering me and like you can kind of lower yours I can hire mine and we can kind of meet in the middle because we're both home I don't think it's fair to say one person has to change all of their cleanliness habits to accommodate another person but I don't think it's fair that you know like you got to meet in the middle so, you have to find your unique balance. Yeah. Yes. So do you feel like when you are coming across those things, so let's say a toilet's been sitting or the playroom gets, you know, built up and hasn't been picked up in a while or whatever it is, do you feel like you're more so the one that's like, this needs to be done? Like hey. you have a checklist. I need you to take care of this, this, and this, and I'll do this, this, and this. Mm, with certain things. Certain things I just will notice more. Like you said, the candy wrapper. Yeah, like I'm going to I'm gonna see that. A lot of the times like I'll – because I really try to involve my kids in most cleaning things. So a lot of the times I'll say like, hey, like, do you mind going and getting the kids and like rallying together to clean the playroom? Or do you mind getting one of the kids to fold all the towels or something? So it's like I'm bringing it to his attention that like it needs to get done, but I'm not necessarily like telling you to do it. But like, so you say you word it. Do you mind? Yeah. Yeah. Because I literally, Cameron will literally say to me, I'll I'll be like, would you be okay if you did this? And he, or it's Does like, he do, do like a Jad joke and be do like, do you yeah. want to? He's like, no, I don't want to, yeah. but I will. Like he yeah. literally has to make, yeah, a dad joke. He has to make it like hard on me and like pull my leg. I feel like my dad did that to me so much as a kid for like, can I? I will never say like, can I or oh. can you? Because he'd be like, yeah, I don't know, like, can oh, you? Can you? <laughs> so, like, so I feel like I'd never say that word. Like, yes. And I feel like I w- would say like, I could see like, do you want to? Have you heard like we use this phrase all the time, like the Khloe Kardashian, like, you want to help? Not really. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really. So we say that all the time. Like if I'll say like, hey, do you mind doing this? And I'll like, Not really. But like it's more yeah. just like a joke. But well, it's I like, almost yeah. feel like it's just like a nicer way of like. Yeah. Because I have to be really direct with Cam. I yeah, just that's do. where I'm like, do you mind doing this? Like, like have you seen that like picture where it's like, can you, honey, can you put the leftovers in the fridge? And literally he takes two seconds later, like, the pot of spaghetti and like puts the pot of spaghetti in the fridge. Oh. What you mean by that is put the leftovers in Tupperware and put the Tupperware in the fridge. Yeah. So I feel like, nuts. yes. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, that's not an example of my actual <laughs> husband. <laughs> that's a name. A lot of things he will be like that. And he takes things very literally. And so I had to really learn instead of saying, because I thought it was just kind of nice, like a nice way of saying like, hey, do you want to load the dishwasher for me? No. Yeah. No. I would say like, hey, I really need some help with this so I can do I love this. that. So it's yeah. almost like I have to be like super direct and saying, I need you to do this. 
Yeah. But I also think he knows where I'm coming from with that. So I feel like you almost have to like figure out if that works for you. Yeah. Because I can imagine someone saying, hey, I need you to change the baby's diaper. And it's sounding really harsh. Yeah. I feel like it depends on the situation of when I'm asking them. Like if it's something that like I'm aware of, but it's not like really grinding my gears and like driving me crazy. That's where I'll say like, do you mind going in and getting the kids? Or like, do you mind getting the kids and doing this? Or do you mind folding Mm -hmm. the towels? But if it's something that's like, I'm on the edge of like losing my mind because of this, like uh, that's when I will use the phrases like I need you to. And I'll even say like, that is really like overstimulating me. That's like too much for me. I can't handle it. Like I need you to take care of it. And so that's where I'll be a little bit more blunt. So I guess it depends on what it is. What it is. I was going to say too, when you brought up your dad, I feel like a big part of this topic is the way you're raised. Oh, absolutely. Don't you think? Like, yeah. And that has come into play a ton with me and Cam because I was raised with a for the most part, stay-at-home mom. Cameron's family was very different. And his mom was the breadwinner. She worked full-time. His dad worked full-time. And they had a nanny. And Mm. his mom got home later than his dad at night. And so it was just, yeah, very completely different dynamic. And so I think that you pull in, yeah, your childhood and how you were raised and how your family operated. Yeah, I think that goes back to communication and saying like this is what I saw growing up this is what I liked this is what I didn't like like and pulling like this is how you grew up like what did you like like what did you not like like is that sustainable for us like should we pull in these principles I absolutely want to get rid of that whole thing like I think that's super super important just goes back to like really communicating those things and understanding like why your spouse is affected by something or why your spouse expects something or why you expect something like if you really like get to the bottom of like why am I mad he's doing this or why am I mad he's not doing this and like a lot of the times it goes back to just like an idea that we had of marriage like what I pictured or like what I saw like and that's why but really do I care like yeah do is that important to me and a lot of times it's not but like breaking it down can kind of help you dissect that Oh, it's so true. Really learning. Is that really this thing or is that just all I knew? And so I think sometimes we take all we know and we do the best with what we know. Then when we're suddenly like open to new ideas and new concepts, it's like, like that really works for us. And that's amazing that we were able to get to that point of figuring it out together. So I think just both parties really being open to communicating and then like trying new things because yeah you can try something and be like oh that clicked like this is what works for us but then you can try something and be like nope that's not it let's keep looking so just it takes both parties being open okay well that is the end of our household responsibilities episode we hope that you were able to gain a little bit from this one and like we said before we're going to be posting on our instagram so come on over and share with us what you guys do to make your house function we would love to hear don't forget to look for ways to bloom this week we'll see you next week bye